Hello everybody, welcome back to the Better Happy podcast hosted by myself, Mike Jones. What I'm going to share with you today is something really insightful. So I'm going to go through these four different entities that exist in any business or team and how when you understand these entities, you can create a workplace that's enjoyable, rewarding and challenging for all. But if you don't understand them and you're off whack with them, how that can lead to work being negative and stressful and leading to burnout, whether that's for you or for your people. So tune in and we're going to go through that in detail after our new intro. One, two, three, four. So the big question is this, how do visionary business owners and leaders like us create cultures that attract and motivate our ideal team members without burning them out? How do we create cultures that work exceptionally well for us, our team members, our clients and our businesses? That's the big question and this podcast gives you the answers. My name is Mike Jones and welcome to the Better Happy Business Culture Podcast. So what do you think of that new intro? Hopefully you like it and find it resonates with you. We've actually changed the branding of the podcast slightly, as you will notice if you're one of our existing listeners, and we've shifted away from just delivering the messages to managers and more to business leaders and owners around creating culture. And the reason for this is we took a step back, thought about our strategy, thought about who we are, who we're talking to, and really came to the conclusion that actually everything we do is the business culture. It's trying to make the workplace better for everybody within it. And that's culture, right? And yes, we do a lot of work with managers because the managers in a business are the deliverers and creators of the culture. Of course, the leadership team and their actions really dictate what the culture is and should look like, but it's your managers that go and uh, implement that because they're in between the the kind of leadership team, the delivery operations team and the customers. So when we're trying to improve a culture and create a great culture, a lot of work's got to be done with our managers. But our overarching focus is culture. So if you're a manager and you think, oh no, this, this podcast doesn't relate to me anymore, of course it does. Your role is to create a great culture so that your team members not only can do what you ask of them, but want to do what you ask of them and want to come up with their own ideas and want to take your team to the next level. So that's what the podcast is focused on. So we just shifted the branding and the messaging slightly around that. The tips and guidance that we're going to be providing in the different episodes are still going to be very much the same, focusing down on the five key components of the Better Happy model, which is health, physical and mental engagement, which is making sure that we actually want to work hard, leadership so making sure that the people in leadership positions work together as a team and look after themselves and role model the right behaviors performance making sure that we are clear on the results that we want to achieve that we're motivated by them but we're not pursuing them in a way that burns us out and strategy which is making sure we've got a clear overarching big picture which inspires us inspires our teams and inspires our customers so that's the five components of the Better Happy model. That spells helps. You can go and find out how you're performing on that by heading over to betterhappy.co.uk and taking our free scorecard. I'll also drop a link in below this episode in the podcast. But today then, what are we going to talk about? Today, I want to help you understand this revelation that I've had from going, making my own mistakes, uh, but also from working with hundreds of managers and hundreds of business owners and CEOs and business leaders, I've, I've noticed that there's these four components in a business that are always pulling people and that depending on what our psyche is like will lead to us neglecting some of them and prioritizing the others. So first of all, let's take a 
dive into what these four components are. So think of them as people, right? You've got these four different living entities within a team or a business. And one is the business itself and the business demands money and growth and profit. The other is the leader or the owner. So if you're a business owner, you that that's you. If you're a manager, that's you. If you're a CEO, that's you. So you're the person that's kind of responsible for making sure that things happen. The next entity is the employees and, and, and the teams. So the people that work for us. And then the fourth entity is our customers. So when you think about your business, if you, if you imagine plotting all of those on a corner, on a, on a cross, you're gonna have the business, you're gonna have the leader or the owner, you're gonna have the employees and you're gonna have the customers. And the a successful business that stands the test of time is working for all four of those entities. And if one of those entities gets neglected, things start to go wrong, the culture starts to crumble. And it might work for a short period of time, but we're gonna have issues further down the line. And for a variety of reasons, we struggle to balance this. And I'm gonna share with you a personal story with me first, which helps, which has helped me understand this. So depending on how our mind works and what our limiting beliefs might be and what our background might be, it's gonna dictate which ones of those we lean towards and which ones we neglect. So my first business was actually a very small business, um, started with money from my own pocket, and that, and that was a gym. And, and, and the gym actually did very well for itself doubled in size every year and we ended up with six figure business and um, a team of five which is great considering I had no business experience and I started with about 10 grand um, but the reason that the business grew and it, and it doubled every year is because I had an obsessive focus on my customers and my employees but I would definitely say that I put the customers before the employees so I really focused heavily on those and what I neglected was myself and the business and I just told myself you know those things will will, will come so when I started because I was so focused on making it amazing for my customers I didn't charge enough for my customer I didn't charge enough I just charged whatever I thought in my mind people could afford to pay not what I needed to charge them for the business to deliver the services that I wanted it to deliver and I also tried to please everybody and and any of you that are in the business space, not in the management space, will know that if you're trying to please everybody, you end up pleasing nobody. Yeah? You've got to get clear on who is it that we're actually trying to help them and how we're going to help them. So I didn't charge enough. Um, I did everything my customers would want and I delivered a fantastic service. So this meant we got tons and tons of referrals and the business grew from referrals. But what happened was um, down the line, I obviously realized that that wasn't scalable. Um, I actually remember a clear, a clear point was that we, we we hit the VAT threshold after year two and then realized that, well, that breaks the business model and what we're charging people at the moment. For those of you who don't know, if you, if you hit the VAT, VAT threshold, you basically start paying 20% of all your income in VAT and before you don't need to do that. Now, for some businesses, that's okay, but in a, in a gym business, for example, that's basically just 20% of your income, which is your membership disappears every month. So that's the direct um, example of the business being neglected. I was trying to make it as, as great as possible for the customers. I wasn't charging them enough. I wasn't thinking about the business. I wasn't thinking about me. So I wasn't taking time off. I was working six, seven days a week. I wasn't spending time with my with my partner. Um, so I was neglecting myself. I was neglecting the business side of it and just thinking about customers. And I've potentially got some issues and deep-seated, limited beliefs around money and confidence with money, which might have led to that. So then the next thing was, well, I need to add a team into this mix. So, so, so then I had a team and customers that I was um, focused on more than the business. So I wanted to give them the best working hours. I wanted to look after them. Um, I wanted to make sure they enjoyed work. But at the same time, because I wasn't 
because I was neglecting the business side of it, I wasn't charging enough, so I couldn't see a way that I could pay them better wages and and make it a you know a really good long lasting career for them, not just a kind of um, side hustle or low paid main job. So what you can see here is is is, is again I was neglecting the business side of it um, and really leaning way too much towards the customer, and I was also ne not neglecting the customers, but no, sorry, not neglecting my my employees, but I was certainly putting the customer above them, which meant I couldn't pay them what they deserved. So. What happened over time was I ended up getting really tired and burnt out. The business wasn't making enough money, but the customers were happy because they were getting a great service and it was relatively cheap, really. So that feels good on a surface level, but but it doesn't work. A business can't, you can't just make a business by pleasing your customers. It's not how it works. These four entities have to be fulfilled. They have to have bread on the table. And if you don't feed the business, then eventually it's just going to run out of money. If you don't feed the owner, then eventually they're going to get burnt out and fed up. If you don't feed the employees, then you're never going to be able to hold on staff. You're not going to be able to deliver that service. And if you don't feed the customers, obviously nothing works. So um, let's have a look at it in some different uh, examples. So I do a lot of work with big corporates. And what I tend to see with big corporates is they, because they're often um, owned, they've often got a board or they're owned by private equity or they're owned by shareholders. So massive focus on the business, which is making money. Uh, and often that comes to the detriment of the um of the employees or, or, or the people that are leading the businesses. And that's why we see so many CEOs and managers suffering with stress and burnout because what they're doing is, is they're receiving this messaging that, you know, the top thing above everything else is making more money and they, and they sacrifice themselves to, to do that. We also see this in service-based businesses, uh, industries, I should say, sorry, in the, in the um, public service sector. So if you think about nurses and police, if you think about the kind, the kind of people that those, and teachers, the kind of people that they attract into those industries uh, tend to be very caring people that want to make a difference. So what they tend to do is neglect themselves uh, for the customer, which is you know the person that's in, in the hospital or the person that needs help from the police officer or the child in the classroom. So they neglect themselves. So again, if we if we think about this this balance, we've got the um, we've got that three way dynamic. Now making money obviously isn't as much isn't as important when it comes to teaching for example because it's 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 taxpayers money but we've still got to get results and what happens in the teaching world is the teachers neglect themselves for the customer which is the pupil and what did this lead to it leads to the teachers getting fed up and burnt out we tend to see that the ceo or the headmaster or the person leading the school also neglects themselves because they want to get results for the government which is like the business side of it so they want to get the money or the or, or, or the grades and they want to provide everything they can to the children so when you think about this schooling system, you tend to see it's all on the on the customer, which is the pupil, and getting results, whereas the teachers and the employees and the leaders tend to be neglected. And there's been some horrible high-profile cases recently of a, a head teacher that um, sadly committed suicide. And I don't know if it's... I'm, I'm assuming it's linked to the stress of the job, but I don't know if there's other factors at play. So regardless of what the team or the business is, you can look into it and, and, and think about are these four entities being fulfilled? And nine times out of 10, and I know this from working with so many different businesses and teams, at least one or two of them are being neglected and one or two of them are being overemphasized. Normally one's being overemphasized and that's dictated by the person at the top. So have a think about what that what those four entities are and which one you are putting a lot of emphasis on and which one you're potentially neglecting. If you are a person that really struggles with burnout and overworking, you're probably neglecting yourself 
and which as, as the employee or the leader and putting too much emphasis on either the customer or, or the results. If you think about it, if you've got a business where the focus is just on making money, so the business piece, it ends up being crap for the customers and they end up leaving because they don't get a great experience and it ends up being crap for the employees because they don't believe in what they're delivering and don't feel valued. If you think about a business where, and these are these are other examples as well, so a lot of the businesses that I actually work with, the owners and the leaders are massively people-driven, so they really care about their people, hence the reason they come and do work with me, companies called Better Happy. And what they tend to do is really, really try and go above and beyond to, to support and look after their employees. And then what they end up doing is neglecting the business side of things. So it's like, oh, we don't want to put too much pressure on them because because I want them to be happy at work and I don't want to cause them any stress. And that's a mistake as well, because if you start neglecting the business side of it, then to keep your people comfortable, then the profits go down, then you can't pay them as much, then you're more stressed, they're more, more stressed. So it never leads to a, a good place. And a good mindset tip to help you take this message away is that what does everybody want from their work? What everybody wants from their work is for it to be enjoyable and rewarding. Okay, we need to get paid from our work. And maybe some people say, you know, I'm happy just doing what's required of me and nothing else. But that's not a motivating environment for anybody. And if we really dig down into it, what we will find is that people want meaning from their work and they want enjoyment and they want to feel like it's rewarding. And the only way that that happens is through challenge. So we only feel meaning in our lives and achievement when we do hard things. So there's this modern message in, 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 the, in the modern world that kind of implies that stress is bad and that you can't apply any pressure to your teams because you're going to give them um, too much stress and poor mental health if you do that. And this is a horrible position for, for leaders and managers. And, it, and of course, it's something that needs to be considered. But what also needs to be considered is that if we get scared by this and we just stop putting pressure on our teams and we stop setting objectives and we stop trying to push ourselves, what that leads to is a really disengaging environment. And people will push for it because in the short term, it's comfortable. It's like, well, would you, do you, if I present somebody with, do you want to take on this challenge or would you rather just not? The reality is if they believed in themselves to achieve the challenge, they'd do it. But most of us don't believe in ourselves. So we just say, no, I'd rather not. And what that leads to is, yes, okay, in the short term, your teams aren't being challenged and, and they're not being exposed to that stress. But within three to six to 12 months, they'll become really demotivated, really flat, and they'll either carry on coming and just do what's required of them, but not really wanting to be there, or they'll start looking elsewhere. So the reason that I've gone on a bit of a tangent there is because it's so important for us to understand that for us to create an engaging and rewarding environment in our workplace, an enjoyable environment, we've got to we've got to put challenges down and we've got to push people. And this is good news, right? Because if we think about those four quadrants again, so if we think about the owner, if we think about the business as it's an entity, if we think about the customer and we think about the employee. And then we consider the fact we might look at those three things and go, oh, are those four things? And think, well, they all pull against each other. But actually, if we consider the fact that meaning meaning enjoyment and reward is only found through challenge all of a sudden we start to see that well actually this is perfect because for me to give a better service to my customers i need to we need to set meaningful goals and challenge ourselves for me to make my staff feel rewarded and and um a sense of achievement in work i need to challenge them for me to look uh, feeling um happy in my business and or in my team i need to challenge myself and for us to make more profits and to grow our business, we need to challenge. So, so challenge is actually the 
is the key that, that brings those four entities together. And it's the avoidance of challenge that tends to lead to one of them being neglected. So we'll tend to see a, a variety of things. And I can pretty much look at any business with a lens and talk to a few people and find out which one of those entities is being neglected, which one's being overemphasized. Life isn't perfect balance, of course, but those four things need to be fed. They need to be fulfilled and it, and you just can't have a great culture without those four things being addressed. So here's my here's my task for you to complete. Two things I'd like you to do. Write down each of those entities. So write down the business, the profits, write down the 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 owner or the leader. So if you're, if you're in a team and you're a manager, that's you. Or if you're a CEO, that's you. Or if you're the business owner, that's you. So write that down as an entity. The customer, write that down. And then the employee or my team, write that down. And for each of those, give yourself a score out of one to 10. 10 means that that, per, that, that entity's absolutely sorted. One means something's not right you know it's 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 way off and then obviously you can have numbers in the middle and then for each one brainstorm what you could do to improve it and then pick the most powerful thing and that's going to give you a list of four things potentially that you could implement over the next three to 12 months to to make a radical transformation in those areas and my second task for you to do is to check out the link below or head over to betterhappy.co.uk and fill out the help scorecard the free scorecard and That'll ask you a selection of questions that will give you a score across that helps methodology that I talked about at the beginning. So health, engagement, leadership, performance and strategy, and then give you some recommendations on, we'll give you an insight into how you're performing in each of those areas and give you some recommendations about how you can improve it. That in itself will, again, give you some really good insights into which of these areas might be being neglected. So if we haven't got goals or um, we, we don't know how much money we need to make, whatever it might be, then we might be neglecting strategy people aren't happy at work we're probably neglecting engagement um so that that we can dig down into those areas so those are the four entities um i'm definitely going to do a doodle for this because i think it'll be easier to um visualize it as well and I'll, I'll put that as a post on social media but think about those four entities and if you can just get those embedded in your mind and understand them and think about yeah think about it as a square and like where you're kind of being pulled towards you're going to have such a good level of insight into what you need to do to make your culture fantastic and what you might be doing wrong that's making you not be where you need to be. Uh, I'm very excited about this topic, as you can probably tell, because I don't stop going on about it. So hopefully you have that now embedded into your mind, those four entities, and moving forward from today, you're going to always think about them and think about what I can do to improve them. If you're doing that, you're going to create a good culture. If you're not doing that, something's probably going to go wrong and that's not through malice it's because we're humans we're emotional we've got our own issues and they lead to us tending to neglect certain things so do those scores get that scorecard and if you found this useful please do uh, comment below or share the episode with somebody that you think would find it useful thanks for listening remember that work team teams life and business is better happy Thank you for tuning in to the Better Happy Business Culture Podcast. If you found this episode useful, please be sure to share it on social media and connect with me and tag me in that share so that I can see what you are finding useful. Too many people are unhappy at work, whether it's business owners or CEOs or managers or team members, and that's limiting the impact of our businesses and limiting the enjoyment that we find in life. It doesn't need to be that way. With the right strategy in place, you can make sure that work is enjoyable for you and your people so it can grow faster. If you want to find out more about that and help us spread that message, please make sure that you head over to betterhappy.co.uk and jump onto our mailing list by subscribing so that we can bring you into our community and keep you up to date with the latest tips, tactics and strategies to make work great for everyone.